Welcome to Friends in Prison. I'm Claire Aronson, and I have 29 friends in prison. Hello, and welcome to the best Prison Pen Pal podcast. If there is another Prison Pen Pal podcast out there that I don't know about, then um, maybe I apologize. What I mean to say is that my pen pals are the best, and this podcast is about them, so it is the best Prison Pen Pal podcast. There you go. If you listened to the last episode, you remember we were talking about a truck driver in Colorado, and I have got an update for you. Um, The truck driver originally received a 110-year sentence for causing a crash that involved 28 vehicles and killed four people. Just briefly, um, to bring you up to speed and, and rehash for those of you who heard this before, the truck driver was found to be free of drugs or alcohol, but he had several opportunities to avoid this crash. He knew something was wrong with his brakes before he started driving that morning, and he knew he could not let the truck get up over a certain speed while going downhill, or his brakes would fail regardless of the condition that they are in when he starts driving. Also, he didn't take the runaway truck ramp that would have avoided this crash. Uh, The truck driver's name is Rogel Aguilera Medeiros, and he got a sentence reduction that he was seeking. Governor Jared Polis reduced the sentence to just 10 years, so Aguilera Medeiros will be eligible for parole on December 30th, 2026. I had heard that before the trial, Aguilera Medeiros' lawyers would accept nothing less than a traffic ticket. They would not accept a deal that involved any prison time. So I wonder how they feel about a 10-year sentence. Of course, in comparison to 110 years, I think they must be pleased. The judge in the case, however, is not pleased. District Court Judge Bruce Jones scheduled a hearing later this month, January 13th, to hear arguments for resentencing. He feels that the governor reduced the sentence prematurely and should have allowed the resentencing hearing to take place. You know what? I think he also felt slighted because the governor didn't give him a heads up before announcing the commutation. So Judge Jones called it a lack of respect, but noted that he respected the governor's authority to reduce the sentence. The governor said that he needed to move quickly on this order in on this in order to restore the public's trust in our judicial system since 110 years was so disproportionate to other prison sentences in similar cases. Uh I don't know. I feel like if he had said, everyone, hang on, let's see exactly how this plays out at the lower court, then you would see a sentence reduction and people's trust would be restored in the lower court. They wouldn't be saying we need to call for the governor every time that we need a commutation. Uh, The prosecutor in the case is, is probably thinking the same thing. That's first judicial district attorney, Alexis King. Um, She was also seeking a reduction in sentence. She said 20 to 30 years would have been adequate. So, of course, she thinks this pendulum has swung too far in the other direction. And some of the victims and loved ones of the victims of this crash also think the new sentence is too low, considering that four people died. One of the reasons that I wanted to hash all this out is that I have a friend who is seeking a sentence reduction. My friend Val got a sentence of 55 years She has a GoFundMe to raise money for a lawyer so that she can get a more reasonable sentence. Uh, If you, you know, please, please check out her GoFundMe page at Valerie Andrews Legal Fund on GoFundMe. 
You can also listen to our past episode, but I think the best thing to do is to read her introduction on GoFundMe and understand exactly what accountability she takes for her crime and what a reasonable sentence for that crime would be. So since we talked about all of that last time, I want to give you an update on Val, not necessarily about her resentencing, but just about life in prison. Uh, Val's father passed away this year, and she wants to see the memorial service, but there are issues for her to even see the recording. The the memorial service happened a long time ago. I I want to say the beginning of the summer. She sent me a lot of letters, and every time there's a new obstacle stopping her from viewing the service. Uh, it was in the wrong format, and now they sent a zip drive, but the file is too large. So hopefully she's able to figure that out and make instructions for her prison because there are going to be other people who want to see these types of Zoom broadcasts. So hopefully she can make it a little easier on them. Val's father used to send her $60 a month, but she's not receiving that now that he's gone. $60 a month is not a ton of money, but it's a ton when it's all you have. I can't send Val $720 a year. I hope that she can get a job in prison, uh, you know, just something to help her earn that amount of money. She can't profit from her crime, and she can't run a business from prison. And I don't know how many jobs there are in prison that aren't manual labor, because Val does have some medical issues that are going to stop her from doing things like working in the laundry, working in the kitchen. And uh, I don't know how many Andy Dufresne jobs there are, like in Shawshank Redemption, where you can just sit down and, you know, do the warden's taxes. So hopefully there is something that she can do and um, that she's able to get in and get those jobs because those are pretty coveted. Um, I looked up the Texas Department Criminal Justice Commissary list. Uh, That's where Val is. She's in Texas. And yes, she is issued clothing and she does get her three hots and a cot. Um, She's given rubber-soled shower sandals. That's kind of hard to say, rubber-soled shower sandals. But she can also purchase tennis shoes for $49 and work boots for $25. I wonder why the work boots are half the price of the tennis shoes. Maybe they want you to wear work boots or maybe people, I don't know, maybe they just are cheaper. Um, If something happens to her shower shoes, Val can buy another pair for $7. And, of course, there are snacks for sale, correspondence materials like paper, envelopes, and stamps, so you can write to your pen pals and to your lawyers. Um, There are medicines like hemorrhoid cream, laxatives, ibuprofen, eye drops, cough drops, insect repellent, sunscreen. That's not really a medication, but earwax drops and monostat for yeast infections. Uh, There are also hygiene kits shampoo, denture cream, and toothpaste. Why am I listing off all these things? Because I feel like these are not, oh, I would, I, I want, you know, maybe, maybe lotion is something that you want, but monostat is something that you need. You know, maybe snacks are things that you want, sure, but hemorrhoid cream or laxatives or insect repellent, those are necessities. And I don't have a problem Personally, I mean, I'd, I'd like to, to hear a debate on it, but I don't have a problem with charging prisoners for those types of things, given that they have an opportunity to make money. Um, but 
how how can you make that money if those jobs are so hard to get and you don't have someone to support you? As a pen pal, I sometimes do send money to my friends. I can only recommend sending $10 a year. $10 can cover many of those items that I just read out to you. And hearing this list, maybe it would discourage someone from writing to a person in prison. But remember, you are under no obligation to send a pen pal any money. I have pen pals that I've been writing to for three years or more, and they have never mentioned money. Um, Maybe they have jobs or family support, but they still need a friend. They still need to hear their name called at mail call. They need a pen pal. And those people like Val, who do need some financial support for legal filings, for those everyday necessities, she still needs a friend. The correspondence that Val and I share is valuable, even though I cannot send her financial support. Okay, so... How long did it take for me to tell you about Maderos getting his sentence reduction to 10 years and, and Val having a, a GoFundMe? Okay, we're we're all caught up now. We're at uh, 10 minutes. I, th- I think that's reasonable. People can get caught up in about 10 minutes. You know how much I love to hear that you found a new pen pal in prison. Well, I have a story to tell you about my latest pen pal. Uh, I'm going to start by telling you my friend Misty is home from prison. Yay! And uh, I need to write to her today. Uh, I also asked her to pass along my address to someone cool, you know, but who was still in her in her prison. I thought that that would be an, an interesting legacy. And, and um, I don't know if I've mentioned to you before, there are a couple of helpful hints on writeaprisoner.com. Not a sponsor, but I think that they are a great site to find your prison pen pal. And one of their tips is not to write to more than one prisoner in a specific facility because it could cause jealousy or some other kind of misunderstanding. So I was thinking I'll still have a pen pal in that particular prison. Well, everybody that Misty asked said that they only wanted potential romantic pen pals. Oh, nobody wanted to write to me. But the good news is that my friend Joey passed along my address even without me asking. So I go out to the mailbox, I get a letter from Tom, and it starts, howdy, partner. So, you know, as I'm opening the envelope, I already don't recognize the name. And when I read that first line, I thought maybe it was somebody that I had written to and then lost touch with. You know, sometimes you write to someone once or twice and it just fizzles out. So I'm racking my brain for how I know Thomas. And then he tells me he got my address from Joey. So I hope he's not looking for a romantic interest. Um, I did write back to him, you know, told him a little bit more about myself. So so I'll let you know how things go with my new pen pal, Tom. Uh, it's definitely interesting. It's great to get a new pen pal, but especially an unsolicited pen pal. So I hope that you have some thoughts on your New Year's resolutions, maybe writing to your pen pal more or investigating new pen pal sites like friendsforprisoners.com, friends, the number four, prisoners.com, also not a sponsor. Tell everyone about the podcast and as always, find your own friends in prison.